Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Okuo. I'm so glad to be back with you once again to finish out, that's right, it's the last week, finish out our series called Inspect Yourself. In this series, we've been going through a time of introspection. We've been looking at ourselves through the lens of how God put us together and how we have been given even more than how we we're put together because of our belief in Jesus. Now, in addition to taking a look at what we have, we've been looking at how we use what we have. And today is definitely going to be all about that. Now, before we go any further into this message, let's just go ahead and pray. So I just say, Jesus, thank you for, for today. We ask that you would continue to speak into our lives. We ask that you would show us all the different ways you want us to live out how you have put us together, and we pray that you would just make it just very, very clear on what you want us to do. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. So a few weeks back, I was out on a Sunday, and we had uh, Desley Laglu fill in, and the reason for that is because my wife and I, Lauren, went on a trip out to Big Bend National Park. And it was something that we were looking forward to because, first off, I love traveling and seeing new stuff, but also, we went kid-free. It was just the adults. Now, to be fully transparent, I wasn't like that excited about where we were going. I was excited about the trip, but not necessarily where we wanted to go because this is actually like a Lauren thing. She was so excited about it, and I didn't want to squelch her excitement. And here's why. Because I just kept on thinking about like what camping in a desert would be. I mean, Big Bend is all desert and like a couple of nice looking canyons, but what are we gonna do like after we saw those things? It's gotta be pretty so-so, right? I mean, how many cactuses can I get excited to see? So because of this lack of excitement, I did zero research on the place you we were going. Lauren made all the plans and I just got like our driving route together, right? Like I figured out the places that we would stop along the way and just the, the right direction, the right path to take, all that stuff. So that day we leave and after about seven long hours of driving, we turn off the main road into the park and turn towards where our campsite is. And we start heading toward this like giant mountain range. And as we start getting closer and closer to these mountains, it's getting greener. And I also see in the car thermometer that it's getting much cooler. So we keep on driving and we're going through all these mountains and all of a sudden it's just like this lush mountain range just opens up and all these green trees. I mean, who knew? Well, Lauren knew. That's who knew. So we go and like I said, I did zero research on this. I wasn't prepped at all. And we ended up going on a lost mine trail the next day. And I thought we were gonna go on like a nice leisurely hike. What I didn't know was that we were actually staying in the middle of these, of these basin mountains and going on this mega hike, right? Like I said, the Lost Mine Trail. So I was thinking like, you know, let me just get my backpack and throw some water in it and I'll take a couple extra bottles of water for Lauren and, and we'll be pretty prepared for this. And the reason I had this expectation is because all of my hikes are like, walking through the parks here in San Antonio, you know, just going on like a leisurely walk through Brackenridge Park, or maybe I get like a little out of breath on a steep incline going up for like a minute at Friedrich Park, you know, like that was how that would go, you know, like finishing within an hour if we go slow. Well, let me tell you that this trail was not that. 
I was not mentally prepared for this thing. It turns out this trail is almost five miles round trip and lasted about two and a half hours. The part I wasn't prepared for was that we were literally hiking up the side of a mountain. From the place where we started to the top of the trail, we walked up more than 1,100 feet. The entire way there was totally uphill, literally the entire time. And then sometimes it was just like straight rock that you're trying to climb over and, and, and get up. And, and as I was reading up on this trail to, to get some of the stats and, and give you that, that information, I started seeing some of the reviews. And the thing that kept on popping up was like, make sure you have hiking boots. Be sure to have good boots. Don't forget your boots on this one. Well, I didn't forget my boots because I didn't even think about boots. And I was just wearing my Nike running shoes because I wasn't prepared. I made this experience so much harder on myself than it needed to be. If I would have been prepared, if I would have had the right shoes, if I would have known that this was gonna be this kind of hike, I would have paced myself differently. I would have been ready. My feet would have been prepared. Instead, when we got to the top, we stood out and looked at these amazingly beautiful views. But we're up there and my legs are so shaky that I was worried that like my legs are going to give out and I was going to fall off the side. And I was just like, we got to bail. Like, I need to get out of here because I'm done. Now, if I was mentally prepared for walking uphill constantly for that long, I wouldn't have burned so much energy early on in the trail and then I wouldn't have been completely gassed at the end of it. If I would have looked ahead at what we were doing, I might have like, you know, brought some different shoes like hiking boots. Now, in our own lives, we might be finding ourselves in similar situations, maybe not necessarily hiking up a trail or anything like that, but we might not know how to deal with the things that are in front of us because we don't even know what they might be. How can we prepare for something that we don't even know is coming up? Like the saying goes, you don't know what you don't know. So today, I want to make sure that you know what is going on with something very specific. I want to make sure that you are aware of what is happening in the world around you right now, specifically in the spiritual world that surrounds you. This week, we're gonna be talking about spiritual warfare. And I know this isn't a subject that everybody gets all like jazzed up about, but it's important that you are at least aware of what it is. But then you have people on the other side that are like way too jazzed up about this and you need to kind of like take it down a little bit. We're gonna look at it in a very sober and easy way. Because when we find ourselves on this trail, turns out we all gotta hike it. So the least we can do is make sure that you have your hiking boots, that we all have our hiking boots. So for the last week of this series, we're gonna take a look at how the Apostle Paul breaks down this idea of spiritual warfare in a letter that God inspired him to write to his friends at the church at Ephesus. Now remember, in this series, we've seen him show up, show us all the amazing ways that God put us together. And then Paul has been showing us how to like live our lives in ways where we can follow the example that Jesus left for us, an example of love and sacrifice. That's how Paul was explaining that we should be living our lives out, right? Like he's been showing us that we should be living our lives in love and sacrifice. Now there is one thing that Paul hasn't addressed yet in all this, what our spiritual lives look like. For the most part, we've only been talking about what is tangible, what we can see, what we can feel. But there's so much more to this world that we cannot see. And Paul hits on it and is urging us to prepare for what is going on around us. 
Let's see what he has to say. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of the Lord's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So here's what Paul needs us to know to get ready. The first thing, we need to understand the power that we possess in God. That's where everything has to start for us when we find ourselves in any of these things. We need to understand that God is the foundation of everything, right? Jesus is the foundation of everything. When we can build sturdy, we can stand strong and firm in the Lord. So when we need to understand that we are given a ton of tools, right? We need to understand this. And armor to protect us when we go up against the enemy that Paul names as the devil, the evil rulers, and the authorities of this unseen world, the mighty powers in this dark world, the evil spirits in the heavenly places. Those are our enemies. We have to know what we are stepping into to know how to deal with what it is that's going to be in front of us. Theologian John R.W. Stott explains it like this. A thorough knowledge of the enemy and a healthy respect for his prowess are a necessary preliminary to victory in war. Similarly, if we underestimate our spiritual enemy, we shall see no need for God's armor. We shall go out to the battle unarmed with no weapons but our own puny strength. And we shall be quickly and ignominiously defeated. So we want to avoid defeat. We want to walk into battle in the best way possible. So let's get a better understanding of the leader of our spiritual enemies, the devil. We'll take a look at a couple of things here. The first thing I can tell you about the devil is that he is a fallen angel. The devil opposes God, his word, and his people. The devil is evil. And the devil leads the demonic army. And then the devil is looking to attack the believer. And then you have pieces of scripture there if you want to go ahead and look it up and see where we're pulling these ideas from. So cool, the devil and his army are always on attack. And with them, he doesn't abide to a code of conduct. There aren't rules of engagement. There's nothing in your life that is off limits to him. Your job, your secrets, your spouse, significant other, even your children are fair game for this enemy. The devil will find the one weak point in your spiritual life and then he will push on it and do his best to see if you will crumble. Now keep this in mind when you find yourself in trying times. The reason he attacks isn't because of what he, we have done in the past, right? This isn't a punishment for our wrongdoing. Don't think, oh man, I messed up this week, so like that means the devil's gonna mess with me now. That's not necessarily how it works. Most of the time, in my experience, what I've seen, it's the exact opposite. When I'm on the right track and I'm doing the right things and I'm moving in the right direction and I'm going closer to the Lord, that's when something hits. Or right before something big is supposed to happen for God, something hits. Like as, as I was preparing for this message this week, before I went to bed every single night, something would pop into my head out of nowhere. A few nights, it was incredibly fearful thoughts. Another night, it was incredibly overwhelming thoughts of insecurity. Whatever he could throw at me to keep me from resting and putting this message together. Akuo, the devil is trying to keep us from furthering things for the kingdom of God. 
Or he might be trying to keep us, some of us here, from crossing that line of faith. Now, whether it's through distraction or fear, he is doing his best to keep us from living our best lives possible from Jesus, through Jesus. And that's why today's message is so important. It's so you have the knowledge of who the devil is and who he is not, because he's not everything. Sometimes we bring stuff onto ourselves. Now, there are two last things that you need to know about the devil and his army. The first thing is that God is sovereign over the devil. He rules. And the devil's ultimate defeat is sure. It will happen. So we need to know those two things. So how do we leverage that authority God has in our fight with the devil? Now, this is the part where we got to look at ourselves. Remember, this is a series about self-inspection. We've been learning how we are made and what we can do. And Paul explains exactly what we are capable of and what we need to do to defeat the devil and his army when we find ourselves in the middle of spiritual warfare. He writes, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Now, the first thing I notice in this is how we deal with a fight. We don't run. We have the tools and the armor from God to deal with this. There's no reason to flip out or lose hope when you find yourself in the middle of a spiritual battle in your life. And Paul says it right here, you're going to win. That isn't in question. The battle has been won. Jesus wins. So you're going to win. You just have to stand in that truth. And the way that you stand your ground is by first putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of righteousness. So here Paul is describing something that a lot of people he was writing to would totally understand. Paul is describing the items that were worn by a Roman uh, infantryman that would be there all around them all the time. So the first thing that this soldier would do is put on over his tunic or long shirt a belt that would hold both his body armor or breastplate and the sheath that they'd put their sword, right? So this belt, sheath, holds a breastplate, it's all good. The body armor covered the soldier's body from neck all the way down to their thighs. And it was normally bronze or chains mail, and then it also had a back piece too, right? So it was front and back. Now, both of these pieces of spiritual armor can sometimes get a little misconstrued. And the truth is that we wrap ourselves in, is, or what we wrap ourselves in is what we can leave our lives on, the gospel. Everything in our life can rest on, just like in the same way all this armor started with the belt, it can start with the gospel. Remember, we want to build sturdy. Cool. The other part is this body armor of righteousness. This speaks directly to the righteousness that is given to us when we believe in Jesus. This is what's protecting our body, but most of all, it's protecting our hearts. We can also help strengthen this armor when we are living lives of righteousness after we believe in Jesus. Sanctification stuff. Now let's look at the next piece of armor that we need to take into battle. For shoes, Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. All right, let me tell you. I know a thing or two about not having on the right shoes in the right situation. I just, those hiking boots probably would have really come in handy for me that day. Now, we need to make sure we have these shoes on, the correct shoes on, when we find ourselves in these spiritual battles. Peace from the good news will always have us started in the right place. 
The good news is also known as the gospel. And we've been doing this all series long, but I'm going to do it one last time. Here is the gospel. Jesus, God in human form, came down to the earth. He was human just like you and me. He was tempted. He felt the same frustration and despair in this world that we all have. However, he lived a life completely without sin. He's the one person that lived a life worthy of being in heaven for all of eternity. But here's what happened. Jesus laid his life down to become the perfect sacrifice for us. For all the ways we have sinned, he experienced torture up on that cross and gave away his life for all of us so we could avoid an eternity of torture, so we could experience his grace, so we could get his salvation, so we would be called righteous. And all we have to do to access this grace is listen to the message that he left behind for his disciples and eventually us. All we have to do is simply believe that Jesus did all that for us to receive that grace for him. And by receiving that grace, our identity totally changes and we're given all this cool armor to take on these spiritual battles in our lives. Now that's the long version. Here's a short one. Jesus died to save us from our sins. And when we believe, we can experience a life and eternity with God. So how does this peace help? Well, when we can build our lives on this, on Jesus, we can know that we have a sturdy foundation. Winds and rains and all kinds of craziness can come to try and mess with us, but our feet are dug in and solid. We're not slipping. Now think about this. When the world is telling us to be against something, to get outraged about how that person or that organization is doing the wrong thing and we gotta shut them down, right? We're getting this all the time. Well, the gospel of Jesus is actually about the opposite. The gospel isn't about outrage. It's about love. It's about grace. It's about bridging gaps, bringing people together and not pushing them away. So when you start with that kind of peace, it's hard to get knocked down because you know where you stand in Jesus. You know what he's about, so it's easy to identify something that is not him. Now, when you can identify that, you can understand the storm around you is only there to hold you back from what God is calling you to do. Here's what Paul writes next. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Y'all, faith will protect us. A faith in Jesus, a faith in everything that we have learned about ourselves, what God has given us, how we have been given more through our belief in Jesus. When we can lean on all of that, having faith in all that, we can stop the arrows, the fiery arrows of the devil. Now, sometimes these fiery arrows will be like a random thought, something that hits you but puts you on the wrong path. Like, maybe everybody hates me, or I'm bad at this thing, I'm just never gonna get any better. Or like, I'm the smartest person in this room and I gotta prove it to everyone. I'll be honest, these thoughts can come from all kinds of different angles and directions. That's why we need a shield. It's mobile, right? You can move it around. It can cover any part of our body. That's what our faith in God does for us. In a lot of ways, it can serve as cover, as a cover all over us when we find ourselves in battle. So at all times in this battle, hold on to your faith. 
In addition to that, the kind of shields that Paul was referencing would have been like these two-foot by like four-foot giant shields that the Roman soldiers would carry. They were big enough where you could just like go and hide completely behind it. Now, there's also a, com a community component to this. You see, what Roman soldiers would do is that they would get into this formation where they would all line up next to each other, they would hold their shields in front of them and line up edge to edge, shield to shield like that. And then another line of soldiers would come up from behind them and they would hold their shields up to the sky. Now, when they were in this formation, they were basically untouchable from people coming at them. And the same thing can go for us and our communities. Of course, we have our own faith that can protect us, but when we get into a group where our faith can be combined, where we can be lining up our faith edge to edge with one another, we are essentially invulnerable. That's one of the many benefits of being in community with one another, is this faith to lean on. Now let's look at the next piece of armor that we will need to take into the battle. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. At the end of the day, this is the most important thing. Your most important piece of armor. You can potentially deal with like a flaming arrow to the arm or foot or like hip, but if you catch an arrow to your head, it's lights out. That's what happens in battle, right? It's like when I'm driving and I see a guy on a motorcycle without a helmet on, I'm just like freaking out the entire time for that dude because I know that if he makes just like the tiniest wrong move, then he has a fatal injury waiting for him. Just put on a helmet, bro. It's the same thing that goes for us with a spiritual battle. Without salvation, without this helmet, we are heading into spiritual battles with a pretty good chance to get beat. We're going in only with our own strength, and that's not enough. It's not going to be enough. This is our most effective piece of armor. This helmet is a representation of our belief in the gospel, which we just talked about. Then we have the final piece of God's armor, the final thing that Paul says we need to take into battle. It's not even a piece of armor. It's a sword. It's the word. The word of God is the best and most important weapon to fight off the enemy when we're being tempted to do the wrong thing, when we're being told that we are less than, when we're hearing whispers that make us question our faith. That word is there. That sword of the Spirit is there. The sword of the Spirit is specified as the word of God. So one of the first things that we like to think about is the Bible, right? That's what you hear the, the Bible called, the word of God. But you gotta remember, when Paul is writing this letter, there's not a Bible that was put together in the way that we know it today. There were Jewish scriptures known as the Old Testament, sure, but there was no New Testament. So what could Paul be talking about when he says, Word of God, and there wasn't necessarily a Bible as we understand it today? Well, the language that this letter is translated into English from is Greek, and the Greek word here used for word is rhema which normally isn't talking about a written word. It normally refers to words that are preached, that are spoken, that are uttered and not written. Now, can we use the Bible during these times of spiritual warfare? Absolutely. But sometimes we don't have the ability to go back and pull out a book and start reading in these times. It's like if I'm standing next to Lauren 
and I need to ask her a question about something and I need to know quickly, would it make sense for me to like pull out my phone and go back to the text message that she gave me instructions about this thing that she sent me earlier in the day? Or could I just go, hey, honey, what do you think? It's the same thing here. When we're in community with Jesus, we can hear from him. Our ability to listen, a cool guys, to the words of God is our most significant and really our only offense when we find ourselves in a spiritual battle. It isn't how good we've been. It isn't the ways that we check all the boxes of what it means to be like a faithful Christian. It isn't the way that we gathered all of this intellectual capital about Jesus so we can like feel like we're the smartest person in the room. No, it's our ability to hear from God and then follow his words. Paul has one last thing to add in this. He writes, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. He says, your battle isn't the only one that is happening. You should be in the spirit, back in God's words from the Holy Spirit. In those conversations with him, pray for your fellow believers. It's very clear. It's very simple. Y'all, we have to understand that spiritual warfare is happening to everyone all over the place all the time. So we need to enter into the battle. We need to look out for our fellow people. We need to look out for the person that is sitting next to you right now. The people that go to our church, the people that drive by our church, that live in our city, that are in our country, all the people across the world Those are the ones that you should be praying for. And we should be praying in all times and on every occasion for them. This kind of goes back to the shield. Sometimes someone else needs you to hold your shield up in front of them to protect them. And vice versa. You might need someone to step in and hold the shield in front of you when you need help. That's what Paul is saying. We all need to be doing this all the time. And y'all, this might seem like a lot because it is a lot. I get that. That's why it's important that we are prepared. We need to know what this hike looks like. We need to know what shoes we need to put on before we go on this hike because there are going to be so many believers along this path that have fallen that are getting beat up and need our help. And we need to be there ready, praying on all occasions. Now, for some of us listening right now, you might be laying on the side, battered, and you might not even believe in Jesus. And if that's you, first off, thank you for listening to this. I'm grateful you were willing to spend some time with us here today and engage yourself in this conversation. But if you want to be fully equipped for the spiritual battle that is swarming around you, if you would like to be a part of the winning team, then I'd like to help walk you through receiving that. To do that, all you have to do is have a conversation with Jesus and let him know that you believe. And what I want to do right now is lead you in that conversation. And I'll ask the rest of the Akuo community to pray along with you and hold up those shields next to you. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community there to pray with you. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead and say this between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe.
I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now for the rest of us, whether you have been a believer in Jesus for the last five seconds or the last five decades, what I want to do is lead you in something here right now. Now, remember, our name is Akuo for a reason. It means to listen. So we want to make sure that we are listening to God. We want to make sure that we are taking advantage of the greatest tool and piece of offensive armor that God has given us and that's listening to his word. Now, because of that, I want you to ask a simple question. And after that, I'm going to, after you ask that question, I'm going to give you a minute to allow yourself a little bit of time to hear from God. Now, if you need more time than that, I, I, I get it. Like, go ahead and pause it. Uh, just go ahead and, and keep on praying. Or also, if you feel distracted or like you're in a spot where you can't do that and listen to the Lord, it's okay. This is a time where we are helping train you up to figure out how to do this for like the rest of your week outside of this close to an hour. Okay. So there are actually two questions, but they're connected, okay? So I want you to ask. I want you to talk to God, get into prayer and ask him, God, how am I being attacked? And can you show me how to fight against it? Jesus, thank you for your perfect sacrifice. Thank you for your love. Remind us of how much we are loved. Remind us of how much we are valued. Remind us of how much you do through us. Jesus, show us the ways that you want us to live out our lives in this spiritual realm. Show us the ways that you want us to interact with this. Show us the ways that we need to be fighting for ourselves and for the people that are around us. Show us how to do this in a way that will glorify you, Jesus. And we thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all of these things. Your holy, mighty, awesome, wonderful, and fierce name of Jesus. Amen. All right, thank y'all so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things that I'd like to share with you. The first thing I want to talk about are our community groups. And we talk about them every week because they are so important to what we are doing here at Akuo. We want to make sure that you have people that you can stand in a line, step by step, shield to shield, and live out your lives in that way. Because here at Akuo, we exist so people can be in community with Jesus and one another. Community groups is all about that one another. And one of the groups that I want to put a spotlight on this week is the karaoke group. 
Now they meet up every single Friday at 6 p.m. at Alamo Beer, and guys, they have probably the best time ever. Now while you are there, you can grab the mic and jump on stage to sing your favorite tunes or just come cheer on those who wanna do it. And you can just have a fun time connecting with their community. Not only that, but children and pets are welcome. If you're interested in joining this group, go to akuo.church community to get signed up. Now this might not be the right community group for you, but we have others that will fit you and your life. And you can see all the groups that we are currently, that we currently have available at akuo.church community. Y'all, I say this all the time because it's true. Joining one of these groups might be the best thing that you do while you're here at Akuo Church outside of getting to know who Jesus is. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is the big event that we have, in, have coming up in just days. It's our third annual Trunk or Treat, and it's happening this Saturday, October the 29th from 3 to 6 p.m. out in the parking lot outside the church. Now, we would love for all of you to be a part of this. You could help us, first off, by just showing up and bringing your kids, bringing the family, bringing neighbor kids, inviting all kinds of other people. That's one of the best ways that you can help us out. But you could also help us out by making sure cars get in and out of our parking lot safety. You could have your own trunk available to hand out candy, or you could help us set things up, tear them down. Uh, you could also uh, donate, put some money towards the supplies that we will need for this event. To sign up for any of these things, you can go to our website or you can scan the QR code that we have on the screen or you can go to akuo.church slash sign up. Now I've had a lot of people say that they are going to help out, but we haven't had that many people actually sign up. So please do that today so we can properly plan for the event. Now, in addition to being able to spend some time making this event of Trunk or Treat happen, you could also help by giving your time to one of our A-teams. You could be a part of our worship or production team. You could serve on our Cool Kids A-team, or you could be a part of our hospitality A-team, the folks that are welcoming everybody on a Sunday as they come in. Now, to be a part of any of those things, you can scan the QR code on the screen, or you can go to our website and then click on the A-Team sign-up link under the Get Involved menu. Y'all, we want to see you be a part of this. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is how we will be interacting and having a good community time with one another. On November the 6th, we will be having a picnic after church. So we want y'all to bring lunch, to hang out, have a good time, and maybe, probably, we will definitely be playing kickball after church. So come and hang out with us on that day. And the next thing I want to do is talk about the ways that we can be sacrificially generous here to Kuo. So got the way what I want to talk about is none of these things happen. We're not able to, to connect to our community, link to our community. We're not able to have events. We're not able to do any of these things without your sacrificial generosity. And I just want to thank you so much for that. Now, when you do that, what I want you to do is talk to the Lord, go to him and ask him, hey, what should I be giving? How should I be doing this? Now, one of the ways that you can get started with that is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering in the storehouse, which is a local church. That could be where you start, but no matter what, I want you to be talking to God. Now, sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and I get it. That's okay. If things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. 
So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. That's what the church exists for. All you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, or you can call or text us at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing and able to give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. Now, we also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you. And our Akuo team will be praying for you all week long. We will be stepping out and praying for you on all occasions, all week long. So before we go, I want to pray over you one last time. So Jesus, I just ask that as these folks turn off their, their TVs and put away their phones and their tablets, I pray that you would be with them and speaking to them. I pray that you would show them all the different ways that you have blessed them and that you would allow them to stand up to the spiritual battle that is happening in their lives right now. I pray that you would give them the ability and the fierce nature, the brave nature to stand up to whatever it is that is trying to take them down. I pray that you would give them the ability to take on that fight, not only for themselves, but for the people that are around them in their lives. We thank you for everything, Jesus, and we love you. And we pray all these things in your name. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at Trunk or Treat in just a few days. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.